power shower. Sandra Bullock. I'm never leaving the house again. Jason Patrick. Speed 2. Cruise Control. Who is running the ship? Oh, yeah. I am. Unloved Sequels Podcast, where every episode we bring you a blow-by-blow critique of Hollywood's worst sequels. You know, the ones that really shouldn't have been made. We're your hosts, Michael, say hello. Hi. Claire, say hello. Hello. And I'm Jake. So let's get stuck into this episode's doozy of a sequel. Michael, you made us watch something. What was it? This time I made you guys watch Speed 2. So I'm going to give you a quick brief of a plot summary here. Annie, our favourite unexpected bus driver from Speed, is back in a brand new sequel, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Oh, I like that. (laughs) She has a different cop boyfriend, Alex, who whisked her away in a cruise around the Caribbean islands that he bought for her for lying about working for SWAT which is her previous boyfriend's work for also, and even has the same boss. Talk about having a type. When the explosion disables the communication system, they end up for a fight for their life and a fight for the ship. And after a crazed passenger has taken control. Claire, have you got any more movie trivia about Speed 2 for us? Love a bit of movie trivia. I am your girl. So, let's go through the basics. First of all, budget for this movie. Interestingly, internet research gives me quite varied uh, numbers on the the budget for this movie. But as far as I can establish, the studio originally greenlit a budget of around $100 Funnily enough, things got a little bit out of control. The budget spiralled. The highest report I found is $160 million budget for this movie. Wow. Which... Compared to the budget for Speed, which was around 30, 31 million, that's quite that's a lot of money thrown at this movie. I tell you what it was. <clears throat> it was Sandra Bullock's lip gloss. That's what it was. <laughs> that would have been quite a big chunk. That, would that have was been a big, quite chunk, a big of, chunk. They were like, hang on a minute, we're in the 90s, put some more lip, lip gloss on that girl. That's what they were. Absolutely. Was, I'm telling you. Absolutely. So that was like 50% of the budget. And then yeah. that's why it all kind of spiraled. Opening weekend, the movie took $16 million and the overall worldwide, worldwide gross, pardon me, $164.5 million. So if we're comparing that to that uh, high estimate of $160 million budget, didn't make sense well for the studio. Oops. Um, Now, a lot of that budget, about 25% of the movie's budget, apparently, went on that final scene, the final stunt with the uh, the (gasps) cruise liner crashing into the village, the village, the town, the The, whatever it was. The The harbour. The harbour. That's the word, isn't it? Anyway, they trashed... Yes, they they trashed a lot of buildings and it was expensive. Um, yeah, and it that entire scene, that stunt cost about the same as the overall budget for 
the entirety of speed. So there's a bit of perspective for you. Now, other things that are interesting about this movie, uh, it was quite unusual in the 90s for an action movie to have a female lead billing. So there's some uh, bit of hmm. progressiveness for the 90s. Sandra Bullock had the lead listing for this movie. Um, she was reportedly paid $10.5 million for this movie compared to a pretty paltry, I have to say, 500K for Speed. Which sounds a bit was she a name, Michael? You'll know when when Speed came out. Was she already a name? She was not a name. It was one of her first ever movies. She's done like small bit parts of stuff, but that was the first time. Yeah, that she I mean, was this like is what kind of made her name. So you can see billboard. why there's a big jump from yeah from there. I mean, that's, uh, you I kind of want that, that to... jump in my salary. I yeah, mean, you know, five hundred k to what ten point five. Mill. 10.5, yeah, or thereabouts. Um, compare that to, uh, in the first movie, Keanu Reeves was paid 1.2 million, so just over double what she was, which, is it right? Probably not. Is it kind of how things were then? Yeah, oh, pretty much. Let's not get into that chat. So that's a whole other... <laughs> I am your resident feminist. Come back for more. Um, he was offered, Keanu was offered 12 million for this movie and he turned it down. He didn't need 12 million dollars. Wouldn't you love to Do be Do you know Keanu what I call Reeves? that? I call that wisdom. Yes. Well, well there's a lot of reasons the for script that. And he didn't he, like where yeah, the script was. Yeah, the main reason for that, he 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 read the script. <laughs> didn't want to be in the movie. I mean, that's always a good one, isn't it? Like <laughs> um I think the words he used when he was interviewed back Graham by Graham Norton about it a few years ago, quite recently, I think it was. And he said that it, it didn't connect with him. The script didn't connect for him. It didn't connect with a lot of people, to be fair. <laughs> well, he'd also just come off the back of making uh, Chain Reaction, which was quite a large-scale action film. So I think he was kind of looking for something a bit different for his next movie. He went on to do The Devil's Advocate, which is not a large-scale action movie, um, and went and did some touring with his band and all of that kind of stuff. Did so, he do much about nothing as well? Much do about with nothing? Them? No, I think that would have been before Speed 2. I'm trying to think of the chron chronology that on was, that. Is that the one with Emma... Uh, with, who was in it? Emma, Thompson. Emma, yeah. Emma Thompson, that was it. That was a bad yeah, yeah, yeah. film. I love Emma that film, but it's not a, a sequel, so we can't talk about it. No, she's not in a bad movie. It's brilliant, but we can't talk about it because it's not a sequel. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jason Patrick <clears throat> got paid, again, reports vary between four and a half and eight million for Speed 2, which is not. That's probably bad. more than he's actually worth. I don't even know who he was. Lost well, boys. nobody really knew well, who he really. was, which is why he got second billing. This was one of the movies that kind of made his name. But he still got a lot of money. For, he did. And interestingly, who... both Jason Patrick and Sandra Bullock used their money from this movie to fund the movies they wanted to make. Um, huh. Sandra Bullock's okay. money went to Hope Floats. His money went to uh, Your Friends and Neighbours, which is not a movie I've even heard of, I think. But I, I haven't guess, heard you know, of either of those That two. was not a good investment. I don't think Hope Float was a good investment anyway. either. Um, bottom line, this movie, nobody wanted to make this movie apart from the studio. Um, the Speed is a great movie as a standalone. Um, the director was very happy with how the movie was made he had no interest really he didn't see sequel potential in it he thought it was very nicely wrapped up um but it had been written into his contract for speed that if the studio wanted a sequel they would get a sequel and he would direct it um so he had to make the movie um 
Sandra Bullock, I guess, wanted the money to make Hope Flight, so she signed on. Um, Keanu was not contractually obliged to make the movie, so he didn't. Uh, Jason Patrick, they got him to sign on on condition of some script edits that then didn't happen, but by then he was contractually obliged to make the movie, even though he didn't want to make it. Um, didn't he promise that he would turn up on, he'd turn up on the day of filming and the script was supposed to be changed into what he wanted. And then when he arrived, yeah. the script was exactly yeah. the same. They just it was screwed exactly him the same. over. They hadn't changed a thing, but by then he'd signed on and there was nothing he could do about it. Um, I, the- I just wonder what on earth, script-wise, he could have suggested that would have made it any better. Like maybe trash can, fire. That's <laughs> <laughs> your opinion, Jake. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it- He never wanted to be made. It was like, this is like the Frankenstein of movies, I guess, because the powers that be forced this movie into existence. No one had an idea for it. There was no plot idea. There was no script. It was a forced movie. It was completely, (laughs) it was completely forced on everyone, including us, the viewers. Um, (laughs) It ended up being, the whole movie was reverse engineered based on um, the director, Jan de Bont, had this had had this kind of recurring dream about um a cruise liner crashing um and he was like okay well let's let's use that in the movie so the whole movie was kind of built backwards from that final scene um and there were various scripts thrown out and they were all a bit pants i mean this this is the good script the one that we got um and it actually was a recycled script from uh it had originally been written as die hard three so it originated huh. as a as a script called Troubleshooters, um, which was going to be the third Die Hard movie. It was set on a Caribbean cruise ship, um, and then the producers heard about Under Siege that was being made. It was in production at the same time, very similar plot. So it got canned, and they came up with what ended up being Die Hard 3, and then they dug it out when they needed a script for Speed 2. This and that's one has the movie. a boat in it. Let's use yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the movie that we have. Yeah, we need a boat. boat. We've um... got a, a final scene with a boat crash. Here's a script about a boat. Let's make a movie. You know um, when you're, like, at college and you kind of, like, write, if you ever do, like, like fictional writing and suddenly you want to add a character or you insert a word or change a character's name? Like, I write a lot of scripts, so I change characters' names quite a lot. And you go to that singing word where it goes insert a word and replace a word on your documents. Yeah, uh-huh. They've blatantly just done that and gone Jason Patrick and then they've gone now we'll insert this as Sand- uh, Annie and Annie and Alex are very sounding familiar names so did they just use some of the previous dialogue because she spends a lot of the movie repeating what he has said. If you ever watch it like some of the he'll say mm-hmm. something and then she'll repeat it seconds later and I was like why is she repeating that? Well, this I is just the wasn't thing, even aware it... that there were words in that <laughs> script. <laughs> it having originated as a diehard script, it wasn't written with a female lead in mind. They had yeah. to kind of crowbar in Annie's character. Um, <laughs> you might have noticed that that's what happened. <laughs> you did. Um, so yeah, so it was. It. I kind of almost feel a bit bad for this movie because it clearly never wanted to be born. And yet here it is um, for for the world to see and slag off quite a lot. (laughs) So do you know what? Let's do it a favour. Let's talk about what we like about this movie. Jake, come on, start us off. What do you like about this movie? 
Jones. Let me just. Do you know what? That's my husband's favourite bit. When I was rewatching it, he was dancing around the room. This going, best tune. Honestly, is like pickled onion crisps. It has been repeating on me for a fortnight. No matter how much I brush my bloody teeth, I'm. It's there. That piece of. I want to use the C word. That piece of music. It's just so terrible. It's like this but morning catchy. or Good Morning so Britain, like, but even in the 80s, but on speed. On speed. I mean, it's just horrendous. The music you, is horrendous. When you edit this, could you actually use that music at the beginning of the episode, please? So it just. I so don't know whether pe- we could clear it because we'd have to pay for it. I'll pay for it. What it? I'll pay for it. <laughs> I'll charge you a fortune. Pounds. They've got a lot of money to recoup on this movie. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to bring us back on topic. This is the okay. section where we talk about things we like about. Oh, right. Okay. Well, he that likes something it. I like. <laughs> There's got to be something you like. Sandra Bullock's hair was better in this movie than I the first love one. Sandra Bullock, and I, I mentioned this to Michael the other day. Um, that I would go straight for Sandra Bullock. Um, so honestly, I think she's so cute in this, and um, she, I, I, there's nothing that she can do that is wrong for me apart from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she literally apologised for it. About is she personally weeks, to me? No, three weeks ago she was doing some press tour for her new Netflix movie, and one of them said, and her new Netflix movie is called Unforgivable. And the interviewer said to her, is there anything you want to be unforgivable? What do you think in your life is unforgivable? And she just went, speed two. And that was it. Did she? (laughs) Hilarious. Okay, let me think. Did I like anything in this movie? Um... No. Okay, so. <laughs> thanks for that. Okay, I, I, I can't. I just hated it. I hated every second Fair of enough. it. The, Fair the enough. best bit I liked was being able to look at my phone and googling shit all the way through, and then by the end, not 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 feeling that I'd missed out on something. See, that's that's the issue. You've you've missed out on pure art there by being on your phone. Well, You're taking yourself you have, out of the uh, movie itself. You might have missed some gold there, Jake. Anyway, I so don't think I did, Michael. Uh, Michael, what do you like about this movie? Um, quite a lot. <laughs> oh my god! Come I on. know. Okay, so the things I really enjoyed about this movie is I think Sandra Bullock is great in it. I think she's that girl next door. She's likable in everything she does. Um, I really enjoy, you know, I really enjoy her character in this. It's it's grown on from the first one because the first one she's a bit whiny and a bit kind of like she's just panicking the whole time because she has to drive the bus, and she's just like shouting. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves the whole time and this one I felt like they're giving her a bit more character what I didn't like about her character so much is when they've obviously Keanu Reeves has dropped out of the role and they've given this new role in they spend the first five minutes trying to explain that she's got a new boyfriend and because mm. you know the mm. script obviously was written with Keanu Reeves and her in mind if we could have avoided all that relationship building between both of these characters and we could just focus on them getting on the cruise ship and then the cruise ship happening, all the action and stuff, then I think it would have been a very different film. But because there was no... We, we, the audience isn't, have no chemistry with them yet. So then we had to no. have this building a, amount of things, and people are like... And I think that really weakened the film. I freaking love William Dafoe in it. 
Yes. Oh my god! Seriously, Willem is yes. peak bad guy Genius. in this movie. He's so good, and he's an insight into what he goes in. He goes later on, a couple of years later, he goes on to do Green Goblin in the in Spider Man in the uh, same Rami Spider Man films. He's just great in it. That laugh yes. and that that cackle. Yes. It's so literally. As soon as million. he walked onto the screen, I literally turned to my husband and was like, "There's the bad guy, isn't he?" Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, of course Willem Dafoe's the bad guy. He just oozes bad guy. He has that grin and he just feels... It's just like pure... Like, like for me, I'm a big 90s Bond fan. I love Piers Brosnan and Bond and I think Willem Dafoe really captures that kind of essence of it. The other thing I really liked about the movie is the set pieces. I thought the set was great. I thought the fact that he's an actual cruise ship... They bought a run-down cruise ship to film on. And Did I they? think... Yeah, mm. so that's what, and yeah, that, they that's what they used to <laughs> This is how, this is my level of interest in this film. I did not Google shit on this, so honestly. So what were you Googling? Googling what watching? You're watching this movie Googling other things. Things. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't honestly, surprise me. I, uh, I was actually, I think I Googled who wrote that bloody theme tune. <laughs> that probably took you the two and the hour and a half that the movie was on. <clears throat> so they bought a run-down cruise ship. Well, they rented no, it. They rented it. they rented it. Okay. But they did. Like, I just love. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been on a Caribbean cruise, but like <laughs> daily. What? I, no. I've been on a few with like Dave, my other half, David. He loves them, and um, we've been on a few cruise ships and stuff. And he's he was we, we really love it and i have to admit there's a couple of cruise ship movies we watch when we're actually on cruises we have like movies oh, on our laptop and we always have speed two on our laptop and we always have you're the joking adventure. you watch no. speed two whilst on a cruise yeah i could be watching something else but while i'm the it's on <laughs> me <clears throat> i just want to look go back to claire's comments about the box office because I want to just say, to talk about how flooded the box office was at that time. Um, I don't know, like, the, the the movie was in the box office for, like, one week at the uh, number one spot, and it got knocked off by another unloved sequel, Batman and Robin. But I just read down... be discussed at a future date. It will be discussed, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- I just want to go through a couple of movies. So these are the films that came out around the same time as Speed 2. Now, I think okay. the box office is flooded now, and we have a lot more movies coming out now than we did like when, back in the 90s and 80s. You know, a movie in the cinema was quite a rare thing. A movie would run for four weeks or whatever, and everybody would go and watch it. So these are some films that came out in 1997 around Speed 2. So we had Air Force One, Starship Troopers, Men in Black, Con Air, James oh Bond, Tomorrow Never mm. Dies, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Alien Resurrection, Face Off, Fifth Element, Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Dante's Peak, Volcano, Anaconda, Austin Power, Romeo and Michelle's High School, Romeo and Michelle's Reunion, My Best Friend's Wedding, Liar Liar. Also, George Lucas re-released his Star Wars trilogy in between Speed 2 with the remastered images. And at the end of 1997, the biggest cruise ship movie of all time came out, Titanic. So I was imagining... It was a busy market. That is a busy market. And... It was like, and all the films, they're pretty similar. A lot of them are action mm. films with comedy yeah. mixed in with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're looking at a movie that kind of like got swamped. I feel like I went know. to see like all of those. Yeah, and 1997 was a huge yeah, yeah. movie for year for Hollywood. Like, think Titanic. I, 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 when I was researching this, I was like, I couldn't 
properly focus that the Lost World Jurassic Park came out the same year as Titanic. To me, they seem like very different entities and different worlds apart. But within a within a six month period, we had watched both those movies. It's nuts. It is nuts. And actually, when you kind of think about those movies, some of them are so high caliber. To and we still can talk about yeah, it yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> in a different time, Speed Two might have performed much better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like That's why I wanted to mention it. Three years before, and of course, when they were making it, they didn't actually... know what they were going to be up against. <clears throat> no, because it's like it's a no. very different. Because also, you're like today's world, people have fan bases, so they spend a lot of time researching, being on the internet, and kind of like knowing when movies are coming out and stuff. Back then, we had nothing, none of, none of that. No. So it was just press. We had dial-up. <laughs> I I'm just remember. gonna. Go- do we even have Google back then? I don't think we did have no. Google back then. Do we have dial-up either? We didn't. We had Ask Jeeves. <laughs> oh yeah, we had Ask Jeeves and Excite. What's that? Well, it was a browser that had a. What's um that? Yeah, Excite. I'm pretty sure I, I was on Windows 3.1 in 1997. So. <laughs> but you away from so that, what did you like about this movie? What did I like about? Do you know what I just. I just thought it was a really enjoyable movie. I really say what you said to me. What What did did you say say to me on? You said to me on the phone. You said you think you preferred Speed to to Speed. I think I prefer it to the first one. (laughs) What? I know. I know. I know. It's bonkers. I'm seriously considering our friendship right now. I'm not. Now listen. Now let's be clear. I'm not saying it's a better film. I'm saying I enjoyed it more. It's more and that's enjoyable. not the same thing. Can you I expand? Thought, Why did yes, you enjoy it more? I just, I, I, if you switch off your brain and just sit and enjoy the movie, let it just. I was going to say wash, wash over, over you, you. like yeah, a cruise. But that's, that, yeah, that's not a oh, great analogy God. for a cruise liner disaster <laughs> movie, is it? But if you just switch off your brain and just imagine it as a. It's a good popcorn movie, isn't it? You just sit there yeah. and watch stuff get blown up and people run around screaming and occasionally someone says something funny and occasionally someone says something very dramatic. And I just, Sorry, I just neither of very... those two things happened in this movie. <laughs> no, they did. Come on, you're I my didn't. hostage. That was a good line. But like, what was literally... the line? When, when she... Um, after Willem Dafoe's taken her hostage and off they go on their kind of twin jet ski and she jettisons him and yeah. he says oh, yeah. come back you're my hostage <laughs> it's great funny. it's funny it's funny it's amusing anyway i, I, like it. I mean not like it's it. like jim carrey technically level funny, it? it's not necessarily a good movie but i just i found it very enjoyable and i do think it's very refreshing that we have an action movie in the mid to late 90s with a female top billing i think that's good i am mm. very aware that had keanu signed on that wouldn't have been the case i'm not under no. any kind of illusions here but i do think it's good i think it's good that in the mid 90s we had um a disabled actor playing a disabled role in a way that was relevant to the story there was no tokenism it was part of the storyline and, and it she was, was very good. well the executed girl, the deaf little girl is um, amazing and and yeah willem dafoe is just top-notch bad guy he's bringing his a-game to this movie I think if you don't expect too much from it, you're going to get a lot back. Um, I think if you go in with expectations, you're going to be... Dis- Maybe that's why I enjoyed it, because I went into it thinking everyone says this film's a pile of crap. Um, yeah. So I was expecting a lot worse than I got, maybe. And also, 
I said to, to Michael after I'd watched it, I, it's like Die Hard on a Boat. I like the Die Hard movies. And of course, now I know, having done my research, it is basically Die Hard on a Boat. Um, so it stands to reason that I enjoyed it. I remember it the I, first when I met you like 20 odd years ago, you really liked Die Hard. That's one thing I really remember you. And did you like Die Hard with a Vengeance quite a lot? I think that came out not long ago I do get confused about which ones are all the sequels The Vengeance is the most recent one is it no no Die Good Day to Die Harder but that's that's 4.0 is a good day to die hard isn't it yeah to be discussed in a future episode there's a lot of mileage in die hards for a podcast like this so we'll come back to this there is but I I liked it shoot me I'm like I liked it So now can we talk about what we disliked? Go yeah, on, go, go on, go on. Knock yourself go on, out, Jay. Jay, take Jay, the floor. Brace yourself. Let me just get a let me put the kettle Let's on. Strap in. Put right. your life jacket on, Michael. Have, We're going I, down. I have put, put your life jacket on. I have a um a a um, something I need to get off my chest. I am a botosexual. <laughs> like I am a shipper I'm a shipper sexual. I like boats. And so therefore anything that has boats in it, this is what I'm Googling. Like how old is the boat? Do they really have that many propellers? How, what speed could they really go? Like, honestly, this is the shit that I'm Googling. And <clears throat> so um, when I went on this boat, I was like, how long is the... What was you the went, boat called? You went the... on this boat? Were you on the boat? No, I, wanted to know, I wanted to know oh. if it was a real boat. And it was okay. a real boat. It is a real boat. I remember now what I Googled. And it was a real boat. And then I was like, does it really have two propellers? And then I was kind of like, no, there's no actual way that you could stop a boat's propeller with a rope. But, you know, like, all this kind of crap that was going on. I was just like, no, this is ridiculous. So this is what I didn't like, the realism of it. And also, one person taking over a boat, you know, like... When when you're talking about like a terrorism act, you need like 14 people. Like one one De- Willem Dafoe manages to. It's um, Willem Dafoe though. It's not just any old yeah, random this is guy. True. It's Willem Dafoe. And plus, this is back in the day where everybody was terrified of the internet. This is before the millennial. Do you remember when the millennial was? Everything was going to end. This is 1997. Anything to do with computers terrified anybody over the age of 40 back then. The world was going to end. <laughs> yeah, of course, times are completely different now. Where are they? I know. But, like, anybody Those who was... Those kids. <laughs> with their internet. But back then, everybody was terrified of the internet. The fact of he... With putting wires in the ceiling, he managed to disrupt the communication system. That's terrifying for a 60-year-old man, you know. Communism are taking over! Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a point to be made there that Yes, you, this movie requires a huge suspension of disbelief. But equally, at the time, most people watching the movie wouldn't have known how unfeasible everything that happens in the movie <laughs> Literally in that 90 everything. minutes. Oh, two Do hours. Do you see what I, I mean? Like, we know now because we live in this time and we know what could be done technologically back then. But at the time, like Michael says, but we, people didn't know what was possible and what wasn't possible. Um, people didn't understand the internet. The internet was only just being born um, and networking and wireless, anything. Um, so I think that the assumption was that the disbelief would be suspended because people didn't know any better. Okay. And and judging the fact that Titanic was at the end of the year, then maybe people thought that this is how things actually happen. The other thing that I really was annoyed by was the fact that she had a boyfriend. I just didn't think it was necessary for her to um, 
have a boyfriend and to forgive him for lying to yes, her about yes. his job. Yes, like, I am absolutely He's doing something on a beach. You're like, what on a beach? What's he doing? Selling coconuts? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he's actually a fucking swap yeah. man. And and then she's like, he wants to propose to her. And she's like, no. But she goes on a fucking cruise with him. And um, like, <laughs> it's just so stupid because you like he's just done a massive lie and you're going to go cruising with him. Like, because yeah. it's programmed in to that whole kind of like, to have the every Hollywood movie has got that Disney ending where the woman, um, the woman has to have that Disney print ending, doesn't it? It's kind of like mm-hmm. brained into Hollywood back then. Mm-hmm. And we're already just starting getting out of it now. Beforehand, like yeah. you'd have, there would always have to be that couple, even if it had nothing to do with the storyline. They always have to settle down and get married or get engaged in this instance within this movie. Um, I suppose. Given the time, the context of the era, whatever it 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 was fine. We're not fine, but we I get it. Um, but looking at it now, it's so 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 dated. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I think that that is another casualty of Keanu Reeves not having done the movie, because yeah. um, there is there is a story around on the internet, so it must be true. Um, that originally the opening sequence was going to be Jack and Annie's wedding, which then suddenly oh. makes sense of the whole of the would rest of the movie. Sense? Because it then does. they go on the yeah. cruise on their the honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah. How I had my honeymoon. Oh, go, I'm in speed too. I went to Scotland for my honeymoon, but it was no. lovely. Did you make 10 million quid? <laughs> <laughs> but it, that, that opening would make the rest of the movie make yeah, a lot more sense, sense in terms of the narrative. Um, and it would give her power. Like the Absolutely. whole thing, you say that she got top billing and how amazing it is for a 90s action movie to have Sandra Bullock, um, you know, being the lead in this. But she spends most of her time questioning him yeah. and like defaulting to him yeah. all the time, which made me just kind of go, oh no. It's really yeah, apart really from when she had the chainsaw, oh, she was kicked well, off this of that is, chainsaw. This is my big issue. This takes us quite nicely. Do you find a freaking chainsaw? Well, you don't. This is where the suspension of disbelief comes back (laughs) around. Why would there be a chainsaw on a cruise liner? There was two, Um, right? The small one, and then she got the big one. Yeah, 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 that's better. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is my my beef with this movie is very much um, Annie's character and and. It, yeah. it seemed to me, although you were saying, Michael, she's a lot more rounded than in, in the original, which I don't disagree with, I mm. feel like they couldn't quite decide whether they wanted to be, like, badass, she's got top billing, let's make her the lead. Yeah. Or whether, oh, but actually, it is it is still the 90s and, you know, masculinity yeah. is very fragile, so let's let her be the damsel in distress. And she kind of flits between, and we see her at the beginning in the, in the driving test where she can't even remember to put her glasses on before her driving test, and she can't drive a car without... Those uh, women know. drivers are so silly! <laughs> and yet we've seen her being much more capable than that in the first yeah. movie, and yeah. we see her be much more capable than that in this movie, and yet she still reverts back to being the damsel in disc- distress. She's yeah. the one that has to be taken hostage, but then we see her kind of saving the day when she jettisons uh, Willem Dafoe's character. It just... 
I don't think they quite worked out, again, maybe because her character wasn't in the original script. I, they never really found her place in the movie, and I don't no, think... you're right. I think Sandra Bullock no. was wasted in the movie. Well, mm. the, for me, the thing I mainly disliked about the film is the script. Like, I think if somebody rewrote this script who was actually capable of writing an action movie, like... There was, it was so, so drawn a out. A different film, then. Well, no, because I think I think the plot and the plot doesn't annoy me. It's a nineties movie. The characters don't annoy me. I just think some of like the actual structure of the script, the dialogue in the script. I think the way the characters are slightly fleshed out is the weak part of the thing. Like, and I do think it could have twenty minutes shaved off of it. It's a two-hour movie. It could happily mm. be a ninety-minute movie. It could be For done sure. in an advert break. <laughs> to be honest, a bit good at Pepsi advert for that. We're not boat convincing you in. on this movie, are we, Jake? Oh, I don't, no, I don't. sorry. That's why he's on the podcast because he's never going to be happy. <laughs> I, I can be happy, honestly. Sometimes, just not with this movie. Sometimes, not with this movie. So, shall we give our scores out of five um, on what we think this movie should get? So at the moment, it holds a 6% Rotten Tomato score. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so out of five, Ash. Jake, what would you give it? One. One, one, one. Wow. Wow. I mean, obviously, this is so early on in the podcast series. So um, I, he might I, I think don't know this is I've... kind of like... Yeah, the scale hasn't really been established. But... A year's time, like, let's go scared. back to speed two. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the worst film I've ever watched and would it... Okay, I'm going to give it... No, no, I'm going to stick with it. Fuck it. You're stick, with, you're stick to your guns. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. Like, like for me, it's 50%. I see the issues with it. I see why people had issues with it. But for me, it's a good popcorn, fun ride of action movie. I can turn off my brain, like Claire said, and just let it wash over me. Claire, what do you think? Well, I think I might be bucking a trend here. I, I'm... I've written down four out of five. Wow. <laughs> I like this movie. So I, I was trying to work out my my personal scoring system and I was working it out on the basis of that would I want to watch it again? <laughs> would oh, I right, want to no watch goals. it again? Would I recommend it to someone else? Would I, if someone else suggested let's watch it, would I say yes? Would I ever suggest oh. watching it? And I thought this is the kind of movie that if someone said to me, do you fancy watching Speed 2? Most of the time I'd say, yeah, all right. If I was channel hopping and it was there, I'd probably stick with it and go, yeah, all right, I'll just watch oh, whatever's joking. left. I know, I'm not. I'm not. I really <laughs> enjoyed this movie. And I, I can you imagine... You can't believe it, Claire. I know. Honestly. I can, I can imagine a situation. I can't quite imagine what the situation is, but I can't discount the possibility of there being a day where I go, do you know what? I could really watch Speed 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, four out of five. I stand by it. I said what I said. Four out of five oh for this movie. God. Clearly, Wait, I, I'm uh, I'm the outlier in this particular conversation. But hey, do you know what, listeners? Let us know what you think. Tell us <laughs> what you think of Speed Two, please. Someone come and join my team. Um, it's not that bad. So we a have movie. the Twitter. Where, yes, where can we do. We be found We're on, on Twitter. Well, you can email us. So. Uh, you can email us unlovedsequels at gmail.com or tweet us at unlovedsequels. Let us know what you think of Speed 2. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Please be nice. Um, <laughs> let us know what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. Let us know what you think um, of Claire's um, questionable... Uh... <laughs> 
she, movies. She would accept up to 50 pages of essays why she's not right. <laughs> I love and a crap got... movie, though. I do love a crap movie. Yeah, yeah, but I like a crap movie. But there's crap, and then there's absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> I Honestly. do realise I am very strongly in a minority. Have in I just taken the fence? Of this movie. I took the fence. Oh my you God, took the fence. Michael. I took the you fence. You took the fence, please. <laughs> oh my goodness, this has never happened before. <laughs> no, I'm the other way. I took the oh, fence. Oh, funny. listeners, as you get to know us, you will realise that there are some quite clearly defined roles in our relationship. <laughs> um, and this is the first time that it's been flipped on its head in quite this way. It so um, I think we've peaked. Let's never do another podcast. This is like an onion. Yeah, We're that's unweaving a different so layers anyway. to each other. <laughs> Thanks did you for listening. If you're still address? listening, I did give the email address, you get, but you, oh, you we did. can go again. Give, give it unlovedsequels again. at gmail.com. Tweet us oh, at unlovedsequels. Let us know what you think. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening to us. We hope you're still listening to us. Um, let it's us been 40 minutes of joy, which it is. Has. I've had a great time. So I can't think why so... anyone else wouldn't have done. Um, and catch up with us next time on Unloved Sequels. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,